The Notorious OTB on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. Bet 50 at WinBet and get 200 in free bets. Bet big, win bigger with WinBet. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com and start winning today. And make sure to download the SGPN app, your home for all of our free picks and podcasts. Welcome, everybody, to the Notorious OTB. I'm your host, Chase Essens, the Wolf of Oaklawn. And, man, it's the it's the little gap right now. It's that little gap we get between the uh, the Derby and the Preakness. You get all the, the Preakness news rolling out. Uh, Secret Oath heard today. Got to be running against the boys. There's all that stuff. We'll have time for that stuff. We're going to get into what I'm really passionate about. That's talking some New York racing. When I'm not playing Oakland, I'm pretty much playing Naira typically. So I'm pumped about it. I brought in a bona fide New Yorker himself to help me out with this. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, the host of Who's Got the Action. Great podcast. I'm a big fan. I was on it. Uh, friend of the show, Andrew Capone. Andrew, what's up, man? What's going on, Chase? How's everything? Man, everything's great. Uh, I, I'm excited about this Belmont card this weekend because big names, a couple good stakes races, but, uh, you know, other than that, just, just living just L I V I N, you know, um, man. So you've got a bunch going on now. I, you start off with the pod. Now you're building like a media conglomerate from the best I can tell. So, <laughs> which is awesome. Uh, cause I do enjoy the stuff you've been doing. Uh, right now you've got the pod, but you also did like a road to the Kentucky Derby, uh, you know, live stream with, I believe with Caleb Knight too. Uh, right. With, uh, yep. for that. And then Ed DeRosa, is that correct? We just did it with Caleb. It was just Caleb okay. and I, we, we went through, uh, starting at the beginning of the road to the Derby in January and went race by race and handicapped them together. Uh, we had a positive ROI in our top picks. We had some decent numbers some good exactas. Um, overall it was really good. A lot of fun. Uh, we, we had a one for the, Kentucky Derby, which uh, set a new record for the most views that we've had. We were pushing on 30,000, so that was a lot of fun. Um, got a lot of good feedback, people reaching out, asking questions, why I didn't have the winner for the Derby. Um, and, you know, it's not easy. I was at the Derby, and I'm finally just recovering now. But it was it was definitely an experience to uh, to get feedback from people, and a lot of people reaching out, thanking us for certain things, and it was, it was a lot of fun. Yeah, it's a really cool, you know, really cool thing to be able to be – on that sort of show you know to have that sort of avenue to prep you know i guess plan out these races and talk them with us with another pretty good handicapper himself with you know caleb but i mean that number of views is impressive like get brace yourself because you're on a pod that gets tens and tens of downloads so it's uh <laughs> i'm not sure if you're going to be ready for the the overwhelming uh media support you're about to get but you did something even cooler than the the uh content you've been producing you uh you hung out with one of the most probably the most well-recognized gambler in the country this past weekend in, in Louisville. God, tell me about that, man. Yeah, it was a, it was a pretty cool experience. Uh, Horse Racing Nation uh, put together a, a team of people and got the opportunity to go down um, and help Mattress Mac place his bets and, and help him on handicapping and who to pick. Um, you know, one of the guys in our group got to hit the button, and when he did hit that button, we saw Epicenter go from 5-1 to one to 4-1. to one. Um, So, you know, that, that individual who I'll really – 
keep nameless, uh, can honestly say he set the line for the Kentucky Derby. Uh, and that's something nobody will ever be able to take away from him, the biggest sporting event of the year for, our, for horse racing. And he actually moved the line a whole point. That's amazing. That's that's something you tell the grandkids about. Like, I, I'm sure we will move to holograms eventually instead of like headstones when they bury us. And I would if it were me, I would have that moment on my hologram playing forever. Uh, that or in just Tupac weaved in probably at, at random points. Maybe a little biggie. Who knows? Yeah. Yeah. Depending, you know, on which side of the Mississippi I'm buried on. Sure. Yeah. Um, so. We're going to take a look at the five stakes races this weekend at Belmont. They've got a great little stakes card. Uh, you got, what, four grade threes and then the grade one man of war, which I don't know. Would you agree with this? Feels like the kickoff to the really good New York summer turf racing, the uh, the man of war. Yeah, I mean, the, the, the race came back phenomenal. Um, I think there's going to be that's going to be a two horse race, but there's still some under some horses there are definitely going to use underneath. I think you'll get some good prices. Um, my one concern is just the weather this weekend. We got rain coming Friday and Saturday in the New York area. We're expecting about an inch of rain. Um, so yep. I hope they can stay on that turf. Hopefully they, they get off at Friday and they save it for Saturday. And that way yep. we can keep all these races on. Yep, that's good. Good thing you brought that up. Uh, I forgot about it because I've recently declared meteorology a, a sham science. And I don't believe anything that they tell me after <laughs> after Oaks Day. And uh, yeah, uh, when I handicapped this, I, I basically didn't throw out any wet track figure. Or any softer turf figure just for the the fear that it was end up going you know it ended up being sloppy and i just kind of expected to be kind of good or something so i get kind of more of like a holistic figure wherever i'm looking at these horses and let's go ahead and just jump right into it they kind of spread them out throughout the day uh you have a, a late all stakes pick three you could play uh but we're just going to hit the hit the high points here and starting with race three we've got the vagrancy grade three six and a half furlongs it's for uh Phillies, Phillies and mares, four year old, four years old and up. And uh, first of all, Andrew, how do you typically handicap a race? Like, what's your your number one factor that you're looking for? So I don't have a number, a single number one. I have two number ones. If that's the best okay. thing. So I'm a biased player. Um, mm -hmm. Being a New York player, you have to be a biased player because if you don't know yep. about Aqueduct Golden Rail, I don't know why you're even playing this game. Right, There's something right. that, that that turns in, and, and that's the best of best. So I'm a bias player to start off. Um, I always check the bias first and try to get a good track trend. Looking back, 32 races, 16 races, and then eight races. Um, and so that's how I sort of look at most recent, a little more extended, and then usually what the meet looks like for the bias. And then I'm a, a pace handicapper that focuses mainly on starting with time form on the right-hand side of the pace projector. I start with the horse that's way up front and work my way backwards and say, can he make the distance? Does he get the bias? Does he get the trip? And just work myself my my way back horse by horse by horse. You know, that's uh, – I feel like whenever I'm, like, in a rut with setting up the pace for a race, I actually will, will go back and lean on the time form pace projector just because I feel like – out of all the products that do that, it might be one of the more consistent that actually gives you a pretty good snapshot of what the, uh, of what the uh, pace will honestly look like. And I know like HRN, uh, they still have their, their pace reports also, uh, which are really cool too. I, I'm, a, I'm a user of the pace reports. I really like the Sire report that they have um, talking on horses that are making changes uh, and seeing what it, what it's during the pedigree of the horse, what changes have been made and, and have they been impactful or not? So I'm a big fan of that. And then, you know, they have that new free tool called the uh, Track Trend Projector. Um, okay. And that sort of gives you a bias breakdown. It's a free tool you can get on their website. I'm a huge believer in it. Um, and that's, you know, sort of when I took a look at this race, that's the first thing I pull up. I put in this race and I come back what my bias looks like and I start handicapping from there. 
Nice. So how'd you see this race unfolding? And uh, what, if, what, if any bets, do you think you'd have here? So looking at this race, you know, looking, going back inside the bias here, 64% of race uh, winners are coming through one through three with a sample size of 26 races and a field average size of 7.8 horses. So it's definitely inside um, 64%, especially when we see over uh, anytime you see over 6.5 horses, I really am interested in that inside bias there. So there's definitely been a bit of a golden rail at, uh, at Belmont this meet so far. So I'm really excited to see that, especially at 6.5 furlongs, which is sort of an awkward distance um, for the most part. So, so, so I like that. And then this is the big one that got me, you know, 72% of horses are on or within one call, one, one length of the lead at first call. So at that first quarter mile, we're seeing 72% of horses leading there. So it's really, really been speed, uh, almost like a, a, a go-kart track going around. Um, taking a look at this race, I really broke it down. Um, do these speed horses, can they make the distance? Um, and will this pace hold up? And I came back with, the, even though it is a big speed bias, I'm not a believer in it. I'm going to take a horse that's going to be sitting in that second run there. I think these two outside horses are going to have to extend a lot of energy to get to the lead. Um, and using that energy, especially 6.5 furlongs crossing over, they're going to expend a little bit of energy here. So I was really looking at the two inside, uh, the two horses inside of them, um, taking a look at the two Frank's Rocket. Uh, you got Mott and Pratt, Mott 20%, Pratt 20% right now. Uh, Frank's Rocket's been training with grade one winner Casa Creed, uh, winner actually of the Jiper here last year. Uh, turf horse, but still I like when top horses from a barn are trading with other top horses. You got those time forward progression on those figures, just stepping forward time after time. So definitely a horse I'm really interested in is that Frank's Rocket. I think it'll sit off three to four the pace, has an opportunity to tip out when we get to the top of the stretch and run them down. Another horse I was interested in here is the three, Keep Waiting. Uh, comes out of a race that um, race that had a, a big winner from last weekend. Uh, the Rufian uh, had search results. Um, so that race actually is pretty, uh, pretty productive. We had search results come out of that race in Glass Ceiling, who's a multiple grade stakes winning horse. Um, another horse, you again, look at it. Figs keep stepping forward. Uh, if there's a jockey that, that I really want to be on when we're looking at uh, when we're looking at any type of meet uh, in New York that's going to be at some sort of speed, um, I'm a big fan of Kendrick Carmouche. I, I know you are as well. Um, yeah, love the mooch. Gator, love the mooch. Gator, you need to get his, Gator, his logo stuff. Gator is the best. There's nobody better Gator. Um, that's right. So just taking just taking a look at that horse that race right there. I really think it's going to be somebody coming off just a little bit nothing too deep i think that one is way over its head um but keep waiting there with kendrick carmouche you got carmouche and robbie falcone jr who a guy i know pretty well you know 30 percent jockey trainer combo there and the other thing i like is he's cutting back a little bit going from that seven furlong uh seven furlong race back to six and a half and i think that's going to help him out a little bit here um he's going to be able to be a little tighter to the pace uh and just the last two i'll make a comment on just the other two horses that that really threw me way off um, and I had absolutely zero interest in was that one horse I think is just going to be coming off it way, way too much. Um, and then the, the, the other one that, that give irks me a little bit is Bella Sophia. Um, not really working with anybody. Great. I don't like horses coming off a big layoff working horse called gemology spelled, spelled with a J very awkward when people spell with J's, but, um, that's just a horse that I'm not going to be interested in. And I'm not going to be interested in a horse coming that off that type of layoff. Uh, especially with their, there's uh, uh, other horses in the race that are coming in from better races with better works. So right here, I'm not going to be really looking at much. I'll use my early pick five using the two and the three horse. Okay. Uh, I When you get that J instead of the G for like Jamal, you know, I, I think you have to go just full and make it a soft J, just Yamology for that one. Yamology? Uh, okay. So I, I actually, I like your take uh, quite a bit. 
I went I went different though. I don't know if I'm just too like keyed into uh, still playing like my Oakland style of just like horses that can clear from the outside. I thought Bella Sophia had a chance to maybe like win the race to the rail early. And then I, I liked a horse that you had underneath uh, that you mentioned underneath that with the with Gator, the man we both love, uh, you know, Kendrick Carmouche up kept waiting. And I love these small fields because I feel like I can go ahead and just hammer a really strong opinion, like ice cold and not really lose very much if I if I don't hit it. And so I'm going to tr- I'm going to say that Bella Sophia can actually get up and wire this field. And then I'm using uh, the three kept waiting underneath going going cold in the exacta. So. We'll see how that pans out. I it's very rare that I get ballsy to uh, to go uh, ice cold, but uh, it looks like uh, it looks like I may have just talked myself into this one. Um, all right, race five. Speaking of mattress Mac, we got the Run Happy Grade Three. Which, by the way, I saw his Derby hat uh, with the Run Happy in the in the banner. That you didn't man. see anything. You didn't see anything. The inside of his jacket was a picture from every single Run Happy's race sewn to the inside of his jacket. Not just That's the hat so with the Run Happy, but when he opened up the jacket, the inside was a picture sewn from every single race of Run Happy. And then the outside of the jacket in small letters was the past performances from all the Run Happies. That's and see, I was just thinking it was like a cool like pattern. No, that's that's just good information. Just sit next to him, honestly. If you want to know how how a sire performed, you know, you can just sneak a sneak a uh, a glance at, at Mattress Mac's jacket. I I love Mattress Mac because I don't think I've ever not seen him smile. Like he is throwing around millions of dollars on sports bets, and I have only seen him smile. I wish I had that sort of intestinal fortitude. I'm not sure if I do though. But we're going to go ahead and jump into the run happy. It's a uh, great three. Uh, they're going six furlongs here, a little cutback for the boys. And uh, it's for uh, four-year-olds and up. And uh, th- another short race where you do have a good bit of speed. I'm not sure if you got the same amount of speed uh, as you saw in the uh, the vagrancy that we just uh, discussed. Uh, Capone, what do, you, what, do you, what do you got for me here? What are you thinking? So, you know, Again, I'm a biased player. First thing I start off is there. Uh, one through three winning at 64% uh, at six furlongs and wire to wire at 81%. I think this is a one-horse race, to my opinion, and it is the one horse. Um, I think we're going to see a horse that's going to break here um, and just not going to look back. Going back to its last race, finished second, used a lot of energy crossing over from the five hole and the golden rail. Um, it's got the golden rail here. It's the speed horse. I think we see this horse, uh, Chateau, just break, break here and, and just keep on going. I, I handicapped this race. I went over two or three times. I couldn't really, really separate anywhere else. And then I looked at the time, the wet Tommies, and we're over 400, and it's two for five, two for four lifetime winning on the wet. So we do get a wet track on the rail. I think this is going to be a horse that's going to just break and keep going. Okay. Yeah. I ended up, so I ended up using Chateau underneath. And I think I let the fact that the horse hasn't won at Belmont yet spook me. It's very, I mean, if you go by a lot of these figures and by back class, I mean, it's very much the class of the field here. I I like it. I, I mean, I have been fooled before thinking that I can win from off the pace in a day like this. Uh, I I decided, I'm glad, I'm glad I'm fitting in like the, the bias, you know, picture that you're giving us here though with this one. And I'm going to use Repo Rocks. Um, I, I like Repo Rocks to maybe hang about, a, you know, a length, a length and a half off the lead and then uh, maybe be able to, to strike late. And then I also kind of liked drafted for David Duggan uh, to maybe sneak up and get in from off the pace. Uh, 
I thought it was enough that I could take a shot and bet repo rocks to win. And then I'll probably end up just playing like a part wheel trifecta and going uh, drafted and uh, repo rocks on top, then wheeling Chateau in a second. So Chateau drafted repo rocks and then just one, two, three, four to round up third place. It's another one where it's a short field. And I feel like you can still find a lot of really good value in trifectas here, uh, even with these, if you're against the favorite. Yeah, the one thing I will take back from that is I, I did feel that that Repo Rocks is, doesn't doesn't like the soft and doesn't like the uh, the mud. So if we do right. get a wet track here, I think that's going to be a struggle. Right. So I there I was knocking your horse for not winning at Belmont before, and then I give you the the horse that's zero for three at Belmont and has never won on a wet track at all. So uh, might be a clue as to whose voice to focus in a little bit more on through through the course of this episode. But we need to take a quick break. Uh, we will be right back uh, with the uh, the last three stakes races at uh, Belmont this weekend. Make sure to get down on the wins bet 50 to win 200 promotion where $50 bet qualifies you for up to $200 in free bets. Plus the win bet casino is offering a 100% deposit bonus up to $1,000. And of course, don't forget to get involved in their same game parlays with the win zone build your own bet feature. All users can receive a $20 free bet when they win, lose, or push a three-plus leg build-your-own-bet parlay between Thursday through Saturday. Players can take advantage of the offer on the NBA playoffs. There's so much to choose from, and all you have to do is download the WinBet app or visit wynnbet.com to get started. Offer subject to change, terms and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older and present in the state where playthrough winbet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. Fellas, have you started your spring cleaning yet? Carpets need cleaning, the drapes need dusting, and your lawn needs mowing. Spring has sprung, and the global leaders in below-the-waist grooming have the best tools for cleaning aisle 5 in your pants. Time to clear out your winter bush and join the other 4 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped by going to manscaped.com for 20% off plus free shipping with the code SGP. Not only do I love the new Manscaped Lawnmower 4.0 to get me just smooth as a turtle shell, but I also love the other stuff that comes with your Lawnmower 4.0. The stuff that keeps you smelling fresh, keeps your skin nice and hydrated. Check out the Crop Preserver. Anti-chafing, ball deodorant, all-in-one, the Crop Reviver. It will spray on, little touch-up if you need it. Get 20% off, plus free shipping with the code SGP at manscaped.com. That's 20% off, plus free shipping with the code SGP at manscaped.com. It's time to throw out your old hygiene habits and upgrade your life. All right, welcome back to the Notorious OTB. Don't worry, no one has stolen your uncomfortable plastic chair. We still have a partially full ashtray for you, which is better than the way overfilled ashtrays that are that are out there so settle in for for some horse degeneracy with us right here under the delta downs feed in the notorious otb talking the man of war grade one this is the big one on the card uh they're going a mile and three eighths on the inner turf if you're not used to playing new york note that there are two turf tracks and some there are some different quirks with them but this feels like to me just the kickoff to like all the great summer turf stakes that you get through belmont all the way through saratoga even into when they roll back into belmont um it's a pretty good matchup you got a couple of horses that threw kind of clunkers uh in the uh the breeders cup uh turf and they're running back and i'm really interested to see how well they run back uh because i mean it seems like horses that have had a hard time coming or sorry had a hard time at del mar 
like just looking back through Kentucky Derby uh, weekend really ran back huge, but a lot of people think that this might boil down to a two horse race. I'm interested to see what Andrew Capone thinks Capone late on me. So as I said, I think it's a two horse race earlier. Um, the Iber ships in for this one, Buick flying over for the Mount track profile here, super simple surface and distance. The hundred percent of winners come from greater than four lengths off the lead. So if you're betting speed here, uh, we're going back 28 horses, 28 samples here going back almost a year and a half. There's been 100% of horses coming off the pace. So don't be looking for speed to carry to this type of distance, especially on that that inner track, which plays very, very tight. Um, very interesting little little setup they have there. Um, the Ibera, I think, is really good. Um, Dubawis, which is with the the uh, sire here, you know, they take a big step forward from three to four historically, um, winning their first race in their four-year-old campaign at over 80% clip. Um, I think Yiber could be the pick. The other one I'm looking at here is Gufo. That'd be my other my mother type of look that had a nice win in the Pan Am down in Gulfstream. I just thought that race, he really got the setup. Um, I think there's going to be a little more pace here. It's going to have to be a little closer. Uh, Gufo is not going to be able to come from way deep. Um, I really like Yiber. I, I, you know, when you see Appleby and he ships over Buick for the Mount, I mean, they mean business. They came here to win this race. This is, as you like to, you just said before, this is the kickoff before we get to Saratoga with some of the best turf racing in the country. This is one of those setup races where you win here, get yourself ready, and look for something to get a winning into the Breeders' Cup, some sort of mid card, mid uh, mid season at Saratoga. So I'm really only looking at those two horses. If I had to, gun to the head, throw a third pick at you. Um, there's a one horse that I was sort of interested in a little bit here, and that's that one horse, the one horse, which is the one horse coming off the rail there. That Grand Motion. Um, ran a nice race here, I thought, in Aqueduct um, in April. I think it was, it was Wood Memorial Day, I believe. Um, went one and one sixteenth. I, I think the horse wants a little more distance. Was definitely closing in pretty well. Um, you know, finished third that race. Uh, there's another race, horse in this race, so high that fi- that finished second that race. But I really think uh, Motion is usually is one of the better guys. Second off layoff. Uh, this seems like this could be a setup for him to bring this horse over to England. Um, I think there's an opportunity for this just to really be a setup here. Uh, and if that would be my third horse, if I had guns to the head, but really I'm going to be focusing on Gufo and Yabber. Yeah. I, so it's really hard to overlook, like you said, the fact that William Buick is here for this race. Uh, it, it's not like Charles, Charles Appleby decided to, sh- you know, ship over and then just have a local jock take care of it. He put the person that he trusts on top of the horse He's flying across the Atlantic to ride the horse and only ride that horse. So it's worth noting. I, I can't argue with you that it's, that it's, you know, not going to be one of those two horses. Um, Part of me, um, which is my, uh, I guess my emotional side, my nostalgic side is probably going to end up, it's going to end up on Gufo. Uh, It's a horse that I just love to watch run. Uh, You know, I'm hoping that, you know, nothing's like the, the uh, BC turf comes, you know, comes out again, but I mean, He's been close in the Man of War before. He really runs well in New York. Uh, you know, and also, I mean, this is kind of getting to be into like salmon, you know, sand, salmon colored chinos, you know, Christophe Clement, you know, uh, time of the year. Whenever he starts ripping off winds during the summer and takes in, you know, where's a more like spring and summer kind of hue in his pants. Um, I, I do like Gufo. I, what I, the way I decided to play this was win bet Gufo, but what I'll probably do is play an exact key box. Uh, if you're not familiar with key boxing, it's basically like saying, I'm going to bet this horse in first and these horses in second. And then you just flip it around where you bet in the other horses in first and the other horse in second. So it's a, it's an easier way than punching two bets, but that's the plan. And I'm going to use, 
as my horse that I'm keying because I'm so certain that one of those two closers, uh, win it and Yabir or Gufo, that I'm going to use uh, who I think might be the only speed here, uh, a bond as my key. And my hope is that, you know, if something weird happens and a bond wins, then I, I feel pretty good about getting the exacta with either Gufo or Yabir underneath. However, I could easily see a bond, you know, just being super brave, super game, but getting picked off late by one of those two horses and maybe hanging for second. So that's kind of why the, the reason behind the, uh, the key box there, but th- this should be a good race. And I, I'm really excited to see this matchup between Yabir and, and uh, Gufo. Cause they should probably just be hanging out like at the back of the pack with each other. I hope talking shit the entire way. You'd expect that expect, expect elbowing at some point, right? Oh yeah. Like on the far yeah. term where nobody can see it. Yeah, I mean, we we still remember, you know, the the whole colonies and stuff. We're not going to let some some you know Brit just come over and tyrannize us here. You got to throw him some elbows while he's on his horse. Um, please don't do that. And if you do, the do other that, thing, please don't say that I told you to do that. The other thing I liked with the bond, uh, I, I didn't pick the horse, but I just thought, you know, the Pletcher's second off layoff right now is hitting it, I think, thirty one percent on the turf. So clearly, he's seeing it right coming back onto the turf. Um, him and Saez, you know, they're hitting at 30%. You're getting a good jockey trainer combo there. The one thing that, you know, that horse um, hasn't seen is soft turf. Right. And that's the one concern I had about it was the horse has not seen soft turf. So is it going to be able to, if it's soaking wet, is it going to be able to uh, to really get it? When you look at um, Gufo, who I, uh, Gufo as well hasn't seen soft turf, but it was a Yiber, so it has ran on soft once before. So just – you know, we'll see how this day plays out. It's going to be a fun day out there, but I think it's going to be a little bit wetter than we think. So maybe take an early cue on some of these turf races to see how it's playing before I make a final decision. And you mentioned, I mean, you mentioned an excellent point about a bond. Why I probably won't be wind betting that horse is coming in from Gulfstream, where that's just a very kind of speed favoring track where it will kind of carry a horse on the front on the turf. And, uh, you know, shipping up to New York on this, uh, especially if it's softer going, is is definitely, you know, no joke in comparison. So moving on, we got, oh, man, this is this is like a New York classic. Uh, also a delicious brand of peanut butter. Uh, if you're listening, anybody from uh, Peter Pan brand peanut butter, just uh, hit me up. I am for sale. It's the grade three peter pan uh one i'm going to mile and eighth this is for your three-year-olds who missed out on the on the derby and the preakness this is actually a win and you're in to the belmont uh on uh, june 11th uh i mean this is a little bit of a you have a little bit of the the whole this horse was on the derby trail and didn't quite pan out uh and then you've also got some new shooters that are coming out of uh you know, out of uh, maiden special weights, out of uh, optional claimers as tune-ups for this. Uh, this is a really interesting race, I, th- I think. And I am really excited to hear what you think about this one. This will make my head hurt. That's what I'll yeah, start with. This, yeah, this, this, is, this, is a, this is a race that made my head hurt. This is I spent the most amount of time on this race um, really trying to figure it out. You know, when we look at this distance at Belmont, there's zero bias. You can win from anywhere. Um, there's even the rail, there's nothing that goes on. So this is one of those races that really makes it more difficult for me because I always lean on bias to sort of point me in the right direction. And we look pretty flat here. Um, I did land on two horses and I'm probably going to play it, uh, some sort of trifecta with them. Um, I haven't figured out what I'm using underneath yet, but let's talk about electability for Chad Brown here. Um, did you take a look at this horse? Yeah. Yeah. That's one, that is one that I definitely was considering, I, I kind of, I, I zigged a little bit, but yeah, I actually, I liked electability quite a bit and used him in my play. 
So we keep stepping forward, right? Not on the Derby Trail. Chad had early voting. He had Zinden. He, he had some other players on it. You know, this wasn't an opportunity here um, for him to make it. Horse comes off the turf in 2021, ran an inner turf race at Saratoga, didn't work out, didn't run a step, really didn't know what to do, tracked behind, never had, never even did anything in the race. Um, so Chad gives him quite the little break, brings him back after 180 days, puts him on the dirt, comes in and runs a monster 110 second time out. Um, you know, for time form for me, that that's a big step forward, running from, from an 87 to a 110. So I take a look at the horse, Eric Cancelon, not the biggest fan of it. Um, runs again first week in April. Um, nice little allowance race there that's had some good winners come out of it. Um, comes there and just you know, ran not the greatest race. Pace was a little too hot up front, but just held on. And if you watch the gallop out from that race, still had some more run. Um, again, steps forward, another big figure. Now he gets Irad Ortiz. We got 24% jockey trainer combo here. We got Chad at 32% in the last 30 days as a, right now. I think this horse is just – this is one of those Chad horses that he's setting up for a Saratoga run at some point. Um, really interested to see how it plays. Um, the other horse I was looking at here was probably not going to be a, uh, a fan favorite here is Golden Glider, that Mark Cassie horse. Been working with a horse named Jeannie B who, who won a nice – or sorry, finished second in a nice black type up in Woodbine about three weeks ago. You know I love those Canadian horses. Um, yeah. Did well up there. Um, this horse just went too fast in the bluegrass. It, it went against its running style. Um, and a lot of that time, I think when, when we look at, at those last, um, we'll call them, uh, what do they call them? Wild card races for the Derby. Is that what they call yep. them? The last, I believe the wild card. Guys are just trying to get in. They yep. need five points. They need three points. They're going to do anything to hold on to get to the line. This horse just went way too fast for itself. Um, really didn't run its type of race. Uh, been training really well. Had a nice run in Sam F. Davis. Finished fifth. Couple, couple people have come out of that race pretty well. Um, Tampa Derby finished fourth, improved again. But that bluegrass, I really just think it, it, it really just did not run its race. Um, there's an opportunity here for these figs to step forward one more time again. Um, and I really think this this horse should be pretty good. Mark Cassie's um, a little bit cold right now. Um, but, you know, he's just getting into his woodbine. He, he's just uh, defrosting, dethawing from the winter up in, up in Canada. So he's going to be one that, that I'm definitely interested in here. So I'm going to be playing with those two. Um, somewhere on top. I, I haven't figured out how many structure yet. I'm going to take those two on top. And then in third, there was two horses that I, I thought were interesting here. I thought that one was pretty interesting on the rail there. Um, ran a nice race last time. One of those horses that has to get out front and keep going. It has to be on the lead to win. Um, Joel Zario, who won the best on the lead, takes the amount. Uh, I don't know how these horses are shipping in from California yet. We haven't had a big sample size, but Mandela is doing pretty well. He's a 25% chainer. So I'm, I'm going to be looking at that one as well underneath. And then last but not, last but not least, um, the other wild card horse here. And I'm sorry, I do not have my uh, my morning lines yet from when I downloaded my past performances. So I'm interested to see what, what this gets on the morning line. But I'm going to go way on the outside, state planning. Trevor McCarthy gets up for uh, Vasquez. And if you want to know anything about this guy, Vasquez, he was a parks trainer. And he came over to um, Naira and just started winning races. Right. He got in a little trouble. He got in a little trouble for some uh, Advil and Tylenol. I don't know yeah. exactly what he was giving his horses, but he got in a little trouble in Pennsylvania. Came here and just keeps on winning the races. And when I find him very interesting, a pattern I'm seeing over and over again with his types of horses is when he as when he does make that jump to the bigger races, he doesn't care. He just goes for it. You know, he he puts whatever he needs to to get the horse going. 
And against the Red Heart, Trevor McCarthy. I mean, Trevor came in second for the jockey jockey title out of that winter meet. Um, guy's riding extremely well. I spoke to Joey Miggs. He loves this mount, his agent. Um, this is a horse where I think that's it's going to do even better by getting that little more distance going from one to one-eighth. One-eighth, I think this horse is going to break, get the outside there, stalk three or four off, and have the opportunity to run up on him. So that's going to be my last hard state planning. I think you're going to be able to get a good opportunity on price there. I'm not sure of the morning line yet. You know, I one of the reasons I actually really like that horse, and I will be, I'm going to be using in my trifecta play, is uh, one-turn racing. Uh, the horse is, mm-hmm. is uh, two for three going one turn, or I guess technically uh, technically uh, two for four if you count the seven furlongs, which is also one turn, of course. But, you know, thinking one-turn routes, uh, the horse is, you know, two for three there. Um, I actually, I really like Golden Glider. I landed on Golden Glider. <laughs> uh, I like Golden Glider to come from off the pace. I, like you, also like Canadian horses. Uh, I... <laughs> can't agree more on on the uh the bluegrass because i i also feel like they always keep that dirt track more geared towards uh towards uh early speed so i i think that uh yeah i i like golden glider a lot and i like it enough that i'm actually keying it on top in a trifecta and using a lot of the horses that you mentioned so i was going uh golden glider over set sail electability and uh state planning and then i also uh in third use those three and then i added on the uh the four we the people and the uh six western river as other ones that could you know either hang for a piece or sneak up and get a piece and like i feel like if i can get golden glider on top then i probably you know have made my day have made just like an absolute cake mm-hmm. day so uh we're gonna take a quick little break and then whenever we are back we're gonna wrap it up with the uh great three bogey on saturday at belmont number 10 on the card we'll be right back We're brought to you by Athletic Greens and their AG1 supplement. So what is this stuff? With one delicious scoop of AG1, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day right. This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, and aging, all of the things. It costs you less than $3 a day. You're investing in your health, and it's cheaper than your cold brew habit. AG1 supports better sleep quality and recovery, and Athletic Greens has over 7,000 five-star reviews. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com SGP. Again, that is athleticgreens.com SGP to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Did you know that browsing online using incognito mode doesn't actually protect your privacy? That's right. Without added security, you might as well give away all your private data to hackers, advertisers, your ISP, and other prying eyes. That's why I use IPVanish VPN to make it easy to stay truly private and secure on the internet. IPVanish helps you safely browse the internet by encrypting 100% of your data. This means that your private details, passwords, communications, browsing history, and more will be completely shielded from falling into the wrong hands. Even your physical location will be hidden. IPVanish makes you virtually invisible online. It's that simple. You can use IPVanish on unlimited devices without sacrificing on speed. Your computers, tablets, phones, even devices like your Fire Stick when you're using streaming media. Whether I'm at home or in public, I don't go online anymore without using IPVanish. IPVanish is offering an incredible 70% off their yearly plan for our listeners with a 30-day money-back guarantee. That's just like getting nine months for free. IPVanish is super easy to use. All you have to do is tap one button and you're instantly protected. 
you won't even know it's on. Stop sharing with the world everything you stream, everything you search for, and everything you buy. Take your privacy back today with the brand rated 4.6 out of 5 on Trustpilot. So go to ipvanish.com SGP and use promotional code SGP and claim your 70% savings. That's I-P-V-A-N-I-S-H dot com slash SGP. All right, welcome back. We're just about to tackle the last of our all stakes pick three, even though we, we gave you five, you know, uh, five stakes races. We're not stingy here at the NOTV. Uh, man, another good turf race. Uh, this one for uh, Phillies and Mares, four years old and up. Um, you know, I, I kind of said it all early with this. This is just good turf racing is, is coming to bear here in, in, in the, uh, the Naira circuit. So, uh, there's a couple of horses that, that I see, I I'm going to ask you the, the direct question before I let you like fully break down the race though. Uh, is this going to be as boring as a, as a Chad exacta? Oh, it's going to be a Chad exacta. I can tell you that right now. I, yeah. Um, I'm going to try to get around it because I'm foolish and I do this over and over again is I always try to avoid just the uh, inevitable Chad beating that I'm going to take during the day. Uh, Though I did use one Chad in my play, but what are you thinking here for this race? Well, you know where I start every single race. We start with bias, right? Nine furlongs on the turf. 8.2 runner average. 63% of races are one through three. Do you know how they break that nine furlong? It's super awkward. It's like yeah. sort of like a one and a half turn mile. I don't know. Yeah. How you, it's not really like a two turn. It's like a it, one and a half it, turn mile. It's I don't like know the world's the world's shortest hooks race tacked on to like <laughs> a you know a, a eight and a half furlong race. It's kind of how exactly, it exactly. And and you know that one through three is lightning. And so I'm going on the inside here. Um, I watched a bunch of replays for this race. I don't know if you had the opportunity yet to take a look. Went back and watched that. Uh, Breeders' Cup, Philly and Mare Turf. Um, horse just gets smashed out of the gate, then checks after a furlong and doesn't have an opportunity to do anything. Um, comes up completely empty. Horses have come back out of that race. Mustard Nat, Warlike Goddess, Loved You. I mean, there's some big, nice horses that have come out of that race. Um, has one on the soft before, nice grade one at Long Champ, go one and a quarter. It's going to get a little cut back here. I think there's a good opportunity. I think it likes the softer ground. Finished third in a grade two at DeVille in France. Uh, same thing. Randy gets a, actually a, some solid, solid horses there. Um, but again, same thing. Soft turf. Seems to like the soft turf. I think this one on the inside here have the opportunity. Chad gave it a nice break. Um, he had a nice interview the other day. He said he, he, he gave the, the horse a break. It was just absolutely exhausted. They thought about running, at, uh, I believe it was Cigar Mile Day in a race, um, and they passed on it. He That extended break, you know, when Chad does these and he works them back in slowly, I love that. There's there's nothing better than when you see a Chad for the first time at Saratoga that you haven't seen since Belmont the previous fall. Um, right. I know you I know you don't love that, but I love that when he works horses in with 16, 18, 24 works to get him in the race. Horses have been working phenomenal, did five furlongs five furlongs the other day at Belmont on the turf. Um, you know, did five furlongs in one on one flat, um, ran a bullet the week before. Uh, well, two weeks back, a pacing down in Florida. Pacing figs have been coming back from that, that train track have been coming back pretty well. Ran a bullet down there, fur furlongs on the dirt on the turf in 48 flat. Um, first um, first time with trainer Chad Brown hits at 40 percent uh, off 181 days. Chad Brown hits at 31 percent. This jockey combina- trainer combination hits at 37 percent. I mean. 
How many times am I going to say a percentage over 30 before we start getting excited here? Right, I'm going to focus right. on that one. I'm going to focus on that one on the inside there. Really going to focus on it. And I'm actually going to go back to a uh, talking about Canadian horses. I'm going to go back to that uh, Cassie horse. Uh, I'm going to play something with that Cassie underneath uh, one flash drive. I thought this horse was very impressive uh, at Tampa. Ran pretty well. Um, it, the one concern I have is, again, coming from that way outside. Um, does get Dylan Davis, who won the jockey title for the spring meet at Aqueduct. Uh, Cassie, as I said before, is still thawing out from that winter. But I thought this horse pretty interesting, and its works have been absolutely phenomenal lately. Back to back bullets, four, four furlongs and 47 and two, four furlongs and 47 and three. Um, I love to see when those horses stretching out on the turf and they and they're running those uh, those bullets on the on the dirt right before the race, especially when they're right you know week or week two before. So I'm gonna play something with uh, the one on top, and I'm gonna use one flash drive somewhere, and then I can't not have this race and not have some something going through Plum Ali. Uh, was on my fantasy team last year for fantasy horse racing. Yes, that's a thing, and yes, I yep. do play it. Um, this horse uh, I thought read really really well at Aqueduct on. Uh, Last November, one of the last turf turf stakes of the year, just brought him, took him wire to wire, kept him going around. Then he showed his versatility. Came back April sixteenth of this year, ran a nice time for him, a new high time for him fig for the horse. Um, turf was pretty firm that that day. Cutting back, it was a little bit of a cutback. It was at mile that day, but shows versatility. Came off the pace uh, and uh, beat a horse that I think a lot higher of coming forward. Technical analysis. Um, so that's a horse that that race has had some winners come out of it. I'm going to look at that Plum Ali a little bit underneath as well. Okay. Yeah. I, I mean, we, we pretty much kind of, uh, agree. Uh, I say pretty, you know, kind of pretty much. I mean, we exactly agree on who's going to win this race and it's the, <laughs> it's the one Chad Brown draw on the rail. Who's got all these wins on soft turf, uh, over in France. Um, and I kind of, here's what I'm thinking though, is I see, you know, I see Lamista. I see Lamista's owned by Peter Brandt. I think that they end up using this horse to try to maybe heat this early pace up just a little bit more uh, than it initially was going to be. So what I tried to do was play an exacto where I could get around that horse and not use it in second. And, uh, you know, I ended up using uh, Plum Ali, of course. Uh, I, I Even if it gets hot, I like that horse to, to still maybe hang around for second uh, or maybe be that second wave that tries to you know, make a move and then gets picked off late uh, after, you know, taking the lead in the stretch. Uh, and then I used uh, the six. I actually used high opinion for uh, for Tony Dutrow uh, with Eric Cancel up to, uh, to uh, you know, take this home. Um, yeah, I, or sorry, to finish in second. I mean, if you go back to it's, you know, two, uh, sorry, it's uh, two turf starts, you know, three back with the, the one at Saratoga, the uh, Boston Spa, where it was second by a nose. Uh, and then also uh, the uh, Noble Damsel at Belmont, where it was a second by uh, a length and a half. I, I, I feel like this is kind of it getting back to somewhere where it's a little bit more comfortable, seems to do a little bit better at Belmont Saratoga than it does at Aqueduct for uh, for Winterduct. So I really liked that high opinion horse uh, to, to maybe get up and, and get into the exacta somehow using that Chad Brown horse on top. It's just, you know. If, if you can get around the Chad Brown exacta, it can be a pretty good, you know, pretty good little exacta. I remember Tony Dutrow, it seemed like uh, it was either the Belmont meet following Saratoga or it's like the right at the tail end of the Saratoga meet. Like his horse horses were just absolutely running lights out. So I'm hoping maybe being back at Belmont helps him out a little bit. On, on that horse, I have to say the one thing that, that 
interests me a lot. It's too bad it's after the race because I like when they're earlier in the card and they can play it. If that horse does run big for the nightcap, I want you to take a look at race 11. There's a horse by the name of Palace Gossip. So Palace Gossip has been out, has been working side by side with High Opinion for the last two months or so. And they've been neck and neck where they've been one, two, two, one, one, two, two, one, working in the morning. So if you do, if High Opinion does run big, look for a possible opportunity to get a price on that horse in the last race. Nice allowance race, race 11. Palace Gossip uh, for Dutro. Hey, I like that. And uh, given a, uh, you know, given the fact that, you know, we both like Rogier, uh, that would be just a excellent place to uncork a daily double more than likely. Um, that's, that's a, a nice little juicy, just straight up daily, daily double play that, I mean, I, you know, I like smaller fields for, for exactas and everything, but I also, I don't care how big the fields are. If I have a strong opinion in a daily double, I will try to just go full MC hammer, just stop hammer time. Uh, look at that. You throwing out bonus races for us and everything. We only had, we only had five, he threw in a sixth. I like this man. I love love his need for symmetry. Uh, I also am like that. So, man, uh, Capone, why don't you tell the folks where they can find you on social? I'm on Twitter. Who's got the action? Uh, you can see all my podcasts on Horse Racing Nation. Dropping another podcast coming out next week. Um, in the Irons, the in-depth stories of jockeys. We're going to be interviewing uh, some of the top jockeys in the, in the world. Got some really good guys to start off. So it'll be really fun to uh, get some inner workings about these jockeys. What irks them? You know, what makes them run? What what, what makes them tick? And, and really, my biggest thing is to shed, shed a little bit of light on these are professional equine athletes here. Some people don't understand what goes into the day-to-day. These guys are at the gym. These guys are working out horses for two hours in the morning. They're at the gym for the next two hours, keeping their weight down and, and really keeping themselves in the best shape possible. They're 120 to 116 to 120 pound male or female guiding a 2,000 pound, 1,500, 2,000 pound horse. So, just trying to shed some light on that, and it'll be a fun little podcast that we're launching again on HorseRacingNation.com. You got, and you've got me in the philanthropic mood because I, I feel like I even need to mention this now. If you have a big day at the track, throw 20 bucks, throw 50 bucks to the, you know, the PDJF for these, uh, you know, jockeys who are out here that are, you know, risking their lives for us to be able to have this entertainment. All right, so. Andrew, thank you for joining us. Everyone check out who's got the action. Uh, and then also the new project coming out. You know, this sounds, I, I you know, some as someone who's asked a lot of times what's running through a jockey's head, it's going to be really interesting to hear what's running through a jockey's head sometimes. So uh, it should be a fun show. Uh, give him a follow. And uh, man, Capone, thank you. Thank you for, uh, for joining and uh, welcome to Friend of the Pod Status. Chase, good luck with this. It sounds like a great endeavor. I think you have some really great guests lined up in the next couple of weeks. Um, and this is the meat of the season right now. We got Derby Pass, Preakness coming, Belmont Stars and Stripe Festival. Then we're in Saratoga, Haskell. Before you know it, we'll be talking BC. Uh, so before you, it, you know how this starts to speed up too quickly. It goes too fast for me sometimes. But really appreciate you having me on, and uh, it was a great time, opportunity. All right. Well, thank you very much. And folks, we will catch you on the next episode of the Notorious OTB.